Do the Titans have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point? If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, 40, He's got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a Welcome along. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. We have been, well, we have been quiet for a few days, um, taking in all the news, um, working out what on earth's going to happen. Um, but I, I'm Adam. Greg is here with me. We're just going to look ahead, hopefully, to what is going to be a game tomorrow. 16 days it will be after our last one. Um, so, hello, Greg. How are you? Yeah, evening. Uh, yeah, hopeful more than expectant but we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next 24 hours so hopefully this podcast won't go to waste yeah well exactly um coming up as well i did have a chat this is almost a week ago now i had a chat with mark salen um to get a buffalo bills perspective on on the game ahead um most of that's hopefully still relevant um <laughs> yeah it's it's been a roller coaster of well can i say emotion is that an exaggeration it probably isn't um just each day, I think we've become familiar with the timing of when it's announced whether there are any new positive COVID tests. Um, and then later on that day, if there are, they get named. Um, it seems to be a cycle. It's sort of around around noon UK time. It, it seems to have been, you know, we, we, get, we get screwed over by the 1.30 a.m. kickoffs when it's a night game in the US. Um, but, you know, the announcement of covid tests it's quite it's quite nice for us yeah no 6 you know, a.m not... wake up call for us on a on a covid test announcement which is great but yeah, yeah it's been a, it's been a, a very strange couple of weeks or so it's um kind of obviously season's been going on and around us but uh we haven't even been able to practice let alone uh, let alone play a game which has just been surreal what where do where do you stand i'm the thing that's almost up- upsetting me more than anything is that Twitter or NFL Twitter just just seem to want to blame the Titans not for not for a postponement of a game, but actually the virus itself. Um, it's not China anymore. It's it's, it's the Tennessee Titans that started this virus. Um, now, if if it transpires that the team has done wrong and have arranged practices when they shouldn't have done, and it it still seems unclear with that. Um, Paul Kaharski can't get his dates right. Um, the NFL, I've seen whispers that the NFL actually have admitted that they authorise one of the practices. I've no idea how true that is. But re- regardless of all that, it just seemed, there just seemed to be this instant reaction of the Titans have just messed the season up. Um, let's let's kick them out of the league. Let's blame them for everything. And it, it, it I just, I'm not liking it, quite it's, frankly. It's- we're in a global pandemic. I mean, I don't know what people were expecting. And um, I think the Titans have obviously got or had the worst of it. Um, there's other teams that have had cases and I mean, Pats have had games moved, but seem to have confined it to, to a small number of players. Whereas the Titans have had, you know, it's ripped through. I'm not sure exactly how many players it was. You know, 13 players possibly or however many it was. But and plus you then add another probably 10 or 11 staff on top of that as well. And, it's, it doesn't sit right with me because I think 
this is this is a global pandemic at the end of the day we're not this isn't a you know something that you get by choice it's you know it's there it's for everyone and if you're not going to put players into a bubble which like the nba did and like the nhl did you, you're going to get cases realistically so i don't i think it's been a bit harsh at the times but look i mean no no one would have been talking about the way that the Titans been treated mostly in a sort of social media capacity or even in media to some extent. No one would have been saying that if it was the Chiefs. No one would have been saying it if no one has really been saying it for the Patriots, uh, even though it's on a smaller scale. And that's what has annoyed me the most. It's just like, obviously, we all know the Titans are insignificant in the big wider world and um, I suppose the US and people who probably watch one Titans game a year, but it doesn't change the fact that it hasn't sat right with me. It's been a Every every day, uh, as you alluded to earlier at noon, looking on the phone, hoping no more cases, no more cases. And one thing that's actually probably scared me the most out of this is just how they've almost been drip uh, fed through over a, a good 12 day period. Um, and yeah, you, you yeah. Know, tomorrow there could be another one. You never know. And that's that, that kind of surprised me is like, well, that can't be from, you know, if there's a small group of people who caught it all from each other, then if 12 days later we're still seeing, I mean, I think Michael Pruitt was what, yesterday or the day before? Um, it's something not quite right. And I think um, whether that's down to the Titans getting it wrong and breaking protocols, and if that is the case, then they deserve to be punished and whatever, however it is going to be. But as things stand right now, when we're in exceptional circumstances and I don't think you can really blame the Titans until there's proof suggest otherwise that there was definitely a vibe with the the first couple of tests of oh something's the titans have done something wrong here well the titans took a flight to minneapolis and back when uh, there was um i've forgotten who it was first a coach who but you know it was there was clearly players and staff who had the virus that were on the flights with the rest of the team and there must there must have been transmission on one or the other of those um but yeah, we're we're just guessing. Other other than that, um, yeah, and not got to do, really. you know, if if there just there seemed to be a lot of misinformation about the alleged practices as well, um, and yeah, it's a, things things are. This is a social media time. This is the age we live in, and that's how you're judged. And you know, that I don't I don't want to have a go at any particular um, members of the of the Titans media, but there just, there sometimes seems to be just a race of who's going to be first yeah. or who's going to break, break the story first. Um, let's not worry so much about the accuracy. Let's not 100%. get a second, second source on this. So the, the rumors fly around before there's the evidence to back it up. Um, I'm fine. Yeah. If it happened, if it happened, it happened, but there's, there's, there's further complications about, you know, whether it was allowed the timing of the, the timing of the practice itself, the timing of the NFL clamping down on it. Um, you know, I, I, I still don't think it's clear. It's certainly not clear enough to, to punish the team um, by any no. means. Um, no, they and the NFL, they the NFL have... now. They would have done it by now, I think. If uh, if there was some genuine wrongdoing, I think the NFL have obviously been to the facility. They've they've obviously had meetings with the Titans to say, you know, what have you followed all these protocols? And and they ha- and and nothing has come of it as of yet. And I appreciate there's still time, but getting back to the kind of media side of things, yeah, look, I mean, no one can. <laughs> we'll name him Paul Kaharski, 
released the uh, the article to, to to make everyone very much aware of you know the times of broken rules without getting really having all of the facts. I'm not sure. You know, obviously he had his own sources, and for him, he's not a Titans fan. He just works in that you know with that team and his interest is to get the story out first um for his own benefit more than more than anything to potentially hurt a team or or, or whatever it may be but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and have a 20-minute discussion about that guy but realistically it is what it is if the titans have done wrong then they deserve to be punished and whether that ends up being draft picks and fines or whatever it ends up being i don't think you can forfeit games but you know whatever it may be um it, uh, well, is, someone in some writer for USA Today thinks that they should be kicked out of the season. Yeah, amazing. Know, just, I mean, no, how how does that help anybody? No, exactly. But look, I mean, I understand. You know, I understand. As if I was a Steelers fan, I'd probably be a bit, be a bit frustrated that my bye week's been moved to week four, and then all of a sudden, I think they're moaning. They have got the Ravens one week, and then Titans to follow the week after, or whatever. Yeah. It, I can't even remember. But Eric, Eric Ebron's niece's birthday party. Yeah, you know that that's been ruined. My heart bleeds for him, and it genuinely does because you know there's people dying across the world. But it's just ridiculous because. It's one of those things that I can understand it if it was, it, you know, she was on the other foot. I think it'd probably annoy a load of Titans fans that had to, would have had to move their bye week from seven or eight to four or whatever it was. But it, it kind of it defeats the objects. There's going to be more of this. There's going to be more cases that come up. You know, you're in a, a really tight knit group of players that are training with each other on a regular basis. If one gets it, you yeah, we've seen ourselves. You, you're definitely going to get several more that, that end up getting it. So, yeah, I don't think you can really contain it that well. And there'll be another team, whether it's us or anyone else for that matter. I'm sure it will come out um, all over again. So, yeah, we're just we were just unfortunate. We were the first team to get really caught out by it. Um, every week, you saw the media saying how well the NFL had done to contain it, and you know, have zero cases week after week. And unfortunately, it's just progressively got worse. And yeah, Pats have had, I think, two players now. I think uh, maybe more. I'm not even 100% sure. Um, I think the Chiefs had a, a player on the practice squad who, who, who's contracted it as well. So there's going to be more. There's going to be more movement. I'm sure it probably the, affects fact, us later in the year. The fact that the, yeah, the players aren't in a bubble. You know, that, yeah. that, that's, you, can't, you can't stop it happening. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Um, Absolutely. And we, we don't know. I mean, I mean, we had... Last week, there were two, was it Friday and Saturday? So the the Bills game got put back to the Tuesday. I may be getting the timing wrong with all of this. Um, but the Titans had, had had, I should say, two days in a row with no new positives. And then we had, um, was it Corey Davis? Yeah. The, the following yeah, day. And then we, then we had, okay, I think it was at that point that the game got pushed back to the Tuesday. Yeah. Um, then we had a couple more days of, of no positives, the facility opened up with yeah. Saturday, and then suddenly Sunday, panic again. Um, yeah. There's a coach um, with a, with a new positive. Um, today, no new positives, and we have we only have one more to get through um, to get to this <laughs> this game if it if indeed it happens. So yeah, noon ish UK time on Tuesday. Um, this podcast will be out before then. Um, hopefully, then we'll hear that there'll be there are no more cases and the game can go ahead. Um, it, we might not hear that. I mean, we'll wait. We'll have to wait and see. I think then it's all a case of you know what what Titans uh, team are we gonna we're gonna be seeing? Um, very much decimated, I think, in in certain areas. But 
it would just be good to to have a game. I think realistically. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And if if yeah, even if yeah, we could the Titans could get absolutely spanked um, by Buffalo and by on on their form. Um, no no one's going to want to play the Bills right now. Um, we are missing significant. Well, a, f- a few significant players, but a couple of positions have just been decimated. Absolutely, and that that's going to cause a problem. But I'd much rather, and the the team the team will feel the same. Mike Vrabel will feel the same. We'd much rather play a game with a few players missing um, than have this go on any longer. Um, you know, I'd rather lose the game than just keep happening. Oh, yeah. absolutely, um, and. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard, but also there'll be opportunities for a few practice squad players to to, yeah, to show the world what they what they can do, and well, funnily enough, show more than your average audience because it will be the only Tuesday night game. I don't yeah, know just, how. Uh... Are we counting this as prime time? Are we, are we, is this yeah. just our way of getting another prime time game? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We we never get many, so it's, this is uh, this is the. Uh unplanned one but yeah no I completely agree I think there's going to be a huge opportunity for a lot of players and huge opportunity for not just not even just practice squad players like players who are just on the fringes of of, of the of the starters like I mean you look at Khalif Raymond's going to be if AJ Brown is healthy and available is going to be the wide receiver too and that's something that you know he's been involved and and but very much sits normally at three or four so it'd be an opportunity for players like him to to step up and and then you look at the the practice squad players as well and what they're going to have to do but and then also you just you've got to now look to those those key leaders that are available um you know henry tanner hill we're talking about aj brown already um yeah and even even the the two day the two extra days as it's turned out has helped a little bit so it it, that might that might have pushed aj brown from being kind of questionable to probable to that more than likely he'll play and that's been a position you know we've lost Humphreys and Corey Davis so that's a position we really need AJ Brown and um, also the extra couple of days has meant that three maybe potentially four players from the COVID list will be active again um, so that would have been Daquan Jones and Bo Brinkley at least yep, career um, and Bo Brinkley I'm pleased about um, he he has been delivering long snaps to the goats for about nine or ten unbroken years now i was i was gonna say uh he must have a pretty good record of consecutive games started or played i don't think i don't think he would have missed many i'm trying trying to think back to any games he might have potentially missed for injury or something but i genuinely can't think of any so yeah hopefully if we get brinkley back i mean yeah sure that that'll be that'll be useful i think daquan jones is gonna be massive if he is available i mean he's obviously been activated already so i'd like you'd like to think he will um, and then Fulton will also, if we can get him back, I mean, we don't, we're speculating. We have no idea what the condition of these guys are. And they've obviously been, been away from the facility and, and um, there's a potential that they could be activated, but he will be one because I mean, that secondary is, is looking a bit, a bit thin at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's definitely one I'd love to see back if possible. Correa, I think with Beasley and, and, uh, and Clowney, probably not so much worried about, but obviously it'd be great to have him back if he's available. But yeah, there's a, there's a long list of players. I mean, Davis, we talked about Humphreys, Batson, there's three, three receivers there straight away that are going to be missing. Big Jeff missing as well is going to be huge. Yeah, that's, that's the big one, isn't it? Yeah. 
on that line, I think he's going to be a huge, huge miss. Um, and even, yeah, then you've got the likes of Michael Pruitt, blazing game as well, I think, um, who, you know, does he have a smaller part to potentially play, but it's just going to, going to mean more more targets hopefully for Ferkser and Smith and more opportunities for those guys and and who else off the practice squad we'll have to wait and see but yeah I think um, it'd be great to get I mean like, I think getting Jones back is going to be massive especially if uh, if, if Simmons out yeah yeah he's he's absolutely needed um, it looks like from what you've read so far he's been activated so hopefully he will be available um, but yeah we'll have to wait and see in regards to everyone else I, I, I feel as far as the Titans' chances in this game goes, it's just crossing fingers. I mean, it, we don't oh, know. Yeah. There's a potential upside of players being a bit fresher you know, and and also possibly with chips on shoulders and hungry. Um, we're, we're not going to see a shortage of efforts. Um, Absolutely. We, but yeah, there are some posi- positions, as we say, <laughs> like that we there's there's uh, obviously a lot of negatives that we can talk about this, but there's there's there are some positives. I mean, look, there was talk about AJ Brown already being available. Hopefully, um, you know he's been out injured for a few weeks. It'd be great to have him back. I mean, even Luan was injured. I think in in the last game we played, he had that shoulder injury. It looks like he's back in in full training, which is good. Asai uh, Wilson actually, when we're t- while you're talking about tackles, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, we, I mean, we haven't. We may not see him. I mean, we might not need. Yeah, uh, Dennis Kelly would start opposite Luan, obviously, but um, yeah, he he might he might see some some of the field. He might see some snaps. Yeah, it's 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 funny how yeah, just that just that extra time and an unplanned bye week, you know. So there'll be some some freshness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still going to be a, a massive uphill battle. I think um, the Bills of this year have, have shown themselves to be. An incredibly talented team, and um, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt what they've got going at the moment is pretty good. And, and we talked about the thin secondary that we've got, and you you couldn't get much more talent in a in a in a team in the receiving position than than the Bills. They've got obviously bringing in uh, Stefan Diggs in the off season, then around players like Beasley and Brown, who who just just for some reason or another just just can't. Stop catching balls nowadays, unfortunately. Well, they've but, they've, uh, they've seemed to have acquired. Now I don't I don't know how they've done this. They've got a quarterback, and they didn't have one last year. Um, who's who seems to seems to have the same name and number as the previous guy. Um, but this this Josh Allen seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's a very different proposition. You know, I think uh, yeah, we played them. We lost a year ago to the Bills when actually we should have won that game. Um, yeah. Cairo, that was Cairo Santos yeah, was missing a few kicks. Also, Marcus having a, a touchdown taken away with yeah. an illegal forward pass that was on yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, I'm not bitter. I'm definitely, um, definitely. Uh, I'm still. still yeah. I, <laughs> can't let that one go. But and then the previous year we had the Nick Williams drop. But but those those two games were low scoring. Yeah, no, I think um, this is this is going to be a really interesting game because, I mean, look, we don't really know what to expect. We have no idea really what the condition of the guys who do come back are going to be in. Um, yeah, the Bills themselves have, have been outstanding. They've put points up pretty much every game. I don't think they're as strong defensively as, as they were last year. Um, I think last year they were actually better on defense, where but they weren't as strong on offense. Well, when, like you, that, when you hear, I'll... I'll stick and stick the, the chat I had with Mark. Um, he said exactly the same thing. Um, you know, it's um, 
yeah, as if as if I'm kidding anybody that he's going to join us live on this podcast. Now, as I say, it was recorded a few days ago. Um, yeah, he made that exact point. But you know, as the Bills had a better game defensively um, yeah. in their their last game, who do they play at the weekend? Last weekend, the passage of time is is it's all getting a bit confusing. But <laughs> it does. They've played more recently than us. Um, but yeah, offensively they're three times the team they were a year ago so actually it's the other side of the ball that's that's more worrying yeah and I think that that will be it's going to be interesting to see how we can contain Diggs and how we can contain you know the the threats that they've got um, they've got you know I think at running back um, obviously single trees are a perfectly good running back and then they've got the new guy Moss as well who be interesting to see what what he does but yeah no look I, I have to be honest that they, they've put up, I think they've they've scored over 30 points in I think pretty much all of their games so far um which does kind of fill me with dread when you you don't really want to get into a into a bit of a slanging match with those guys because you don't really have the receivers right now <laughs> available to to go and drag you through that we're going to need to try and build a lead and and then re- and really really dictate the clock which is something I don't feel like we've done too much this season I feel like this season Granted, three games in feels already months ago, but it's something that we haven't. You know, we've been kind of it's been a bit to and froy, and we haven't really played a game on 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 our clock, which is something that um, we did amazingly well at the end of last year. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. But they're going to come out all, all guns blazing. I wouldn't expect them to do anything less. Um, I think the only good thing this year is they won't have a huge Bills Mafia behind them like they do most years in Nashville. <laughs> Keep breaking their tables and setting them on fire. <laughs> yeah, them fights themselves and God knows what else. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, they've played some decent teams. I mean, obviously Dolphins a bit up and down and I've had some good games. Uh, I think they beat the Rams away from home, I believe. Might have been at home, not sure, actually. Um, and then they're beating the Raiders, who, again, have shown themselves this year to not be a bad side beating KC. The, the Raiders, so, that's who they played. That's who they played last, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a tough one. Uh, look, I, I'm fully, anyone who knows me knows I'm Mr. Negative anyway, but um, I'm fully expecting plenty of heart attacks. Um, I'm fully expecting a defeat, if I'm honest with you. But to be honest with you, look, I'm, no one can come away and expect us to win this game because I think they're, they are a good side. They're a much better yeah. side than they were 12 months ago when we last played them. I'm not saying we've got no hope whatsoever, but with everything that's been going on, it's going to be a patchy Titans lineup, and I don't fancy yeah. a patchy Titans lineup. I'll give you, let's, before we move away from this, I'll give you two things that need to happen um, and you know, how, how we can win. Um, obviously a lot of luck. A lot of things have got to go away. Um, Derek Henry having a massive game on the ground is one of them. Um, We, an area that hasn't been hit by COVID has been our O-line. And Derek himself is, should, should be fit. He'll be rested. He'll be hungry. Um, The other thing that's got to go away, I just think, you know, two or three turnovers at, at key moments. So just, just these little things. Sometimes it's a bit of luck. Um, it might be a, f- a fumble recovery, whatever it is. Um, you know, if you get those, get those moments at the right time of the game, that you know, they, they swing things. So they, those are the two things that yeah. can happen um, that you could see happening that um, could mean the Titans win. But yeah, I'm, I'm as fearful as you deep down. 
I think it's going to be a tough one because look, I wouldn't, I would never rule us out of anything. I think we are, we're a team, and even with the players that won't be playing, that we know won't be playing, um, yeah, there's enough on, on that field to potentially cause a bit of an upset. Um, I think the main issue is, is that I think everything that's been going on around this lack of practice, you know, I think we probably had, what, a day or two of actual practice. I think there was an hour and three quarters, apparently, they had on, must have been Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember. Um, yeah, that to me, just, you know, you, you don't need that. You need a, a good a good week of practice behind you to face a team like this. And but honestly, who knows? It's, there's been so many up and downs. You don't really know what you're preparing for. I mean, tomorrow at noon, when we will hopefully see no more positive cases again, uh, you know that could easily turn around. All of a sudden, there's a positive case and the game's off, and then you're preparing then for the next game. So it's been it's been an odd one. And I think hopefully we'll uh, we'll see the game and hopefully. Hopefully we'll get something out of it, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very, very tough, tough ask. Even at home, um, it's going to be a really, really tough ask for us. Um, you mentioned we're at home. There will be fans in the stadium for the first time in Nashville this season, which is good. Um, it's pretty weird as well when we've literally just been talking about how twenty-three members of the <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not they aren't directly linked. I suppose no, it's, no, no. it does seem a bit ironic, though, doesn't it? But does a little bit, yeah. Here we are. No, that's great. That would be great to see, though. I mean, it'd be lovely to see some some fans inside the stadium. No, it's not quite the same to, to have it completely empty. So yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Okay, let let's hear from as as promised. Um, from Mark Salen, who uh, I do another podcast with, but he um, he certainly knows more about the Buffalo Bills than we do. So um, here he is. Joining us now on the Transatlantic Titans podcast, we have, well, I know him. Um, I do the Long Sapper podcast with him. It is Bills fan Mark Salen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, <laughs> pleasure. Um Obviously, it would be remiss of me if I didn't immediately um, talk about the end of the 1999 season and the playoffs. And I think we need to start there um, before we talk about you know, what might happen in week five, which I'm far less bullish about. Um, but we, we need to get we need to discuss and finally put to bed um, the fact that it was a backwards pass and one of the most brilliant plays in NFL history. And you agree with all that? Do you do you think we're ever going to get to a stage whereby we we like learn to live with each other's decisions on this? Because it clearly <laughs> it clearly was a forward pass, um, and we we have we have this debate every what three four months on Twitter. Uh, it's it's probably more regular, which is quite sad in itself. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, yes, it's it it comes up quite often. One of my fantasy team names is even the wide check forward passes. Um, <laughs> purely to to commemorate what is one of the biggest robberies in NFL history. Um, well, yeah. yeah, the biggest robberies were also led to our only trip ever to the Super Bowl. Um, it, it, it's funny. I mean, it, it it's something that's associated with the two teams um, and the rivalry goes back. I mean, we've never been in the, the same division, but obviously been AFC teams, um, you know, far less pleasurable than the Music City Miracle. I obviously think about the that playoff trip to Buffalo in the early 90s where Warren Moon got a 35 lead, the comeback. So, yeah, it's 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 not all uh, not all in our favour by any means. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a bit of history, though, between our teams, isn't there? And it's um, it gives you stuff to, to banter about and talk about. And um, 
yeah, and as long as we can all agree that Wycheck clearly throws it forward, then I think we're all okay. I mean, if, yeah, if you if you want to ignore facts, then you can <laughs> you can do that. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's these days we've. I mean, we're we're ultimately two fairly unfashionable franchises in the in the NFL. Uh, we have we certainly have that in common. Um, but the other thing we've got in common this year is two undefeated records. Um, the Titans. Well, we've played um, one fewer game, obviously, for for other reasons. Yeah. Um, but the the Buffalo Bills four and zero, looking pretty good. Um, to say you're bullish would be an understatement. Um, <laughs> I mean, how far can how well four and zero now? What's it going to be the end of the season? It it just feels like it's all coming together as as a lot of people thought it would. Um, I, I don't think since it, it, it's not ridiculous to say that the signing of Stefan Diggs has had like Randy Moss style implications on the step up that it's made. You're talking about the Patriots Randy Moss rather yes, than the Titans indeed. version of, the, of Randy <laughs> yeah, Moss. Absolutely. <laughs> um, in terms of the step up that it's meant that the that offense and that quarterback has taken just having that receiver come in. Um, and it just kind of everything just felt like it was falling into place. We had uh, we had an O line that was largely unchanged. We were adding to the receiving core. Um, the defense coming into the season, everyone thought was you know was absolutely stellar. Um, the the whole thing was was Josh Allen going to be able to to take it to the next level. What I don't think anybody really saw was that he was going to take it to the next level and then on current form take it a couple of levels beyond that. And it's, I, I sound, I sound, I feel like I sound ridiculous when I say that if if it doesn't, if things keep going the way they are, they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it, it feels weird saying it because the Bills are never Super Bowl contenders since, like, since I started. Yeah, coach can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Since I started watching the NFL in like in the early '90s, and they became my team because of that Jim Kelly offense. Little did I know that that was as good as it was ever going to get. And this is this is the best team by a long way that we've had since then. And you know, you've always got that shadow of the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC that are going to cause you problems. But on our day, if if you get a bit of luck and everything stays on the same trajectory that there are, there's, there's no reason this, t- this team can't go deep into the playoffs. It's, it's a weird thing that you know, being, being an unfashionable team, as, as I say, um, the Bills Titans, it should be, you know, what, it's one of the games of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the CBS's seventh crew who are being sent to, to cover it. Um, yeah. which, oh. I mean, typically, you get this the, the early season. They'll go to the fashionable teams, obviously, um, and it kind of gets reset a bit later. But um, yeah, this this should be a great game for the neutral as well. I mean, yeah. typically, like the last the last couple of years, the Bills have done us over. Um, uh, but it's been the Buffalo defense that has been what's you know, what's beaten the Titans. Um, now I kind of fear fear their offense, which sounds sounds weird particularly how looking at how the titans have been playing so far where it's again flipped a little bit um and our uh, yeah our defense isn't perhaps looking as as strong um without dean Pease. but yeah it's how 
my my concern is how do we how do we stop? I can't believe I'm saying this. How do we stop Josh Allen? <laughs> and coming from you, Adam, I never thought I would ever hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this yeah, is the chap. Who, this is the chap who says that uh, the Bills are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Well, they they, um, they were. I just they were. Oh yeah, that's who it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, at the minute. I don't. Well, no one has figured out how to stop him yet. It, the thing that's let us down up to this point has been the defense, and even that started to finally click in the uh, in the in the second half against the Raiders. Um, yeah, it's there doesn't seem to be many many solutions to to stop Josh Allen he hasn't even needed to use his legs in the last couple of games against the Rams and the Raiders and he's still being productive he's still throwing 300 yards um not really um getting any interceptions or certainly not any valid interceptions um and yeah he's looking he's looking fantastic there's it was quite pleasing in the last game that that the accuracy seems to and everyone's everyone told me that accuracy isn't something that you can improve you either have it or you don't but he has he's he has got more accurate as he's gone and this year is is evidence of that completely and he doesn't seem to be making the ridiculous decision you know those plays that cost us in the first couple of years he's not doing it and he but he's also not having to rush for 100 yards a game to be effective it's um it's it's quite a thing at the moment it's it's, it's exciting adam <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't seem right it doesn't seem right um what what about the what about the buffalo ground game with single tree i mean josh maybe they don't need josh ann's legs at the moment um um is is that as much of a threat as maybe it was a year ago or is or is it less noticed just because of the the passing game that's developed yeah i, I think that that's a big part of it we the, the first couple of weeks singletary singletary's very you know he's effective. He's got a good average, but he's only got one touchdown this year. He's he's averaging you know kind of around about 50, 50 60, 70 yards a game. It's not massive numbers, um, but I think a lot of that is the fact that the, like you said, the passing game has just been so impactful, and especially in in fourth quarters, it seems like the the mindset of the team at the minute isn't to try and run out the clock. It's to put the ball in Allen's hands and let him stay aggressive. So he's not, he's not getting the opportunity to pad his stats in the run game, but he's decent. He's a good weapon out the back, um, out the backfield, catching the ball. Um, and I like him. I think he'll do perfectly well. Um, other side of the ball, you mentioned that the, the defense hasn't hit the heights of a year ago, although it's a much improved performance in, in week four. Um, I mean, the the obvious question: Can they stop um, the human milk float of Derek Henry? <laughs> yeah, my <That high> nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, that's going to be an interesting one. The defense hasn't been hasn't been the same, um, but that's predominantly been the fact that we're not getting to the quarterback. We are doing a good job of stopping the run. And that hasn't been something that you've associated with Bill's defences. Um, I feel like we've managed to put that right. Ed Oliver's made a big difference um, to that regard. His step up from year one to year two is significant. Um, and we've done a decent job stopping the run. What we're not doing is getting to the quarterback and, and people are putting on yards against us. And, and Jared Goff did that quite comfortably. And even even Carr was doing that quite comfortably last week. Um, so... <laughs> Derek Henry is a different proposition altogether, isn't he? And you know, there's there's something to be said for stopping um, like Malcolm Brown, and there's a different it's a different thing altogether stopping Derek Henry. Um, but I would like to think that the defense can do a job against him. I do think that if you have any joy, it'll be it'll be through the air. 
Okay. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a shootout. Um, if you, <laughs> well, if you, if you're going to predict a score, um, where do you see it? Yeah, a year ago it's nine six, but <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this depends on how many players you have back. And, yeah. And yeah. you know, it's like what what Tennessee team is out there. I don't. I confess, I don't even know which players. How significant the I think it's eight players that you guys have got out at the moment. Uh, I think it's more actually. It might be ten or so. Right. Yeah, the the most significant is perhaps um, Jeffrey Simmons right. in defensive interior lineman, who's just you know, second year, second year guy who's a phenomenal step up. But, you know, maybe Clowney has been a bit of a decoy, um, and you know, offenses haven't been paying Simmons as much attention. But he's been wreaking havoc. Um, so if he's not there, he'll be a big miss. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame. It would have been nice to have this match up at full strength. Um, you know, with you know, fingers crossed, we'll be we'll be close to that. Obviously, mainly that it all it all goes ahead. Um, yeah. Um, so so based on it all, I think given that the points that we're scoring at the moment, your losses on defense, um, I would say something like thirty-five twenty-four bills. Okay. Um, I'm going to hope that it's uh, closer or, well, ob- obviously, and, uh, <laughs> and there's a different outcome, but it does feel more hope than expectation, I if think, I'm honest. I, I think this was, when I when I um, did my predictions at the start of the year, this was the first game I predicted us to lose this season. Um, obviously, the, the world has changed significantly in terms of performances and with what's going on with the Titans, that's why I'm now saying the Bills. But I, I do think that this is very losable for Buffalo because um and whether it's just because you're an unfashionable team and and you know I mm-hmm. I know that we deal with a lot of the same stuff when it comes to following unfashionable teams um I do have a bit of a soft spot for the Titans and I think that they're a far better team than a lot of people give them credit for um and this is a team that went deep into the playoffs last year and um, and they're every bit as good as that still and you know this is an undefeated team we're talking about so to just assume that they're that the bills are going to brush them aside is ridiculous but i do think the issues that you've got with with covid and players out um just means that we're probably slight favorites going into it uh, yeah i would i would agree um just quickly what i was was going to ask and have just sort of remembered to um are there any any names on the roster that um, we should be looking out for that we don't necessarily know um, or that aren't household names, uh, more of them um, on teams like Tennessee and Buffalo, obviously. Um, but who should we who should we look out for that we haven't already mentioned? Um, I would say one to pick out would be wide receiver Gabriel Davis. Um, okay. he's, yeah. he's quietly um, putting together a, a good body of work and looks like he's he's really solid as kind of the the third deep threat option um, with with John Brown and, and Stefan Diggs um, really like what what he's doing at the moment. Um, yeah, Gabe Davis, I think, um, looks like the real deal. And Ed Oliver um, on, on defense has, as, a, as I mentioned, has really stepped it up in the uh, on the defensive line from year one to year two. He looks at someone that if we're looking to stop the run will be a crucial part of that. OK, um, 35-24, you say. Um, I'm going to say different, but as I say, more out of hope than anything. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, hopefully we'll we'll speak again um to preview the AFC Championship game 
um, in Wouldn't that three be months' time, something like that. <laughs> I, just... would, I would love it after we both dispatch of, uh, of Baltimore and Kansas City, respectively. Oh, oh I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> um, right, appreciate it, Mark. Um, we'll speak soon. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. All right. He might know what he's talking about when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, but um, it was a backwards pass, um, just to clear that up. Um, obviously, I tried, did my best to clear it up. Um, I did, by the way, on, on the Music City Miracle, yes. how, how do people genuinely think that that wasn't a backwards pass? Like, there's, there's a, they're, they're idiots. Exactly. Well, you can just answer your own question. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Did you hear that, Mark? <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the Mark's Mark's never ever gonna back down on this. Um, uh, he's an I, idiot. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, he sets fire to himself and breaks tables. <laughs> okay, let's um, let's get out. Well, before we get out of here, um, it's it's been a while since. But it's definitely been a while since we've been on the pod together, Greg. So there's got yeah, to be a few things eating away at you. There's always something eating away. Um, yeah, mine. Mine this week is uh, so I'm 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 on Twitter a lot, and um, I, I get I, obviously on Twitter I, I see a lot of crap. But generally, you know, it's all of fun. I enjoy. It. I think it's good fun. You you know, you see some hilarious stuff that makes it all worthwhile, and then you see some horrendous stuff. Um, that makes you just block a report and a bit like the stuff with Neely the other night, which was which was horrendous. And if anyone ever sees anything like that, make sure you do report it. Um, but the one thing that really winds me up is when you, you get certain accounts um, that normally are like a follow-for-follow follow style account. Um, so they're very, very honest in their bios and they say, oh, you know, we follow back and all this stuff. And they've got, normally, they follow like 15,000 people and then they have about 12,000 followers. Um, and they, they just constantly follow you and then you don't follow them back. And then about a week later, they unfollow you. You don't realise because unless you sort of person who checks it. Um, and then about a week after that, then they'll follow you again. You just keep seeing them coming in. It's like, it's like you've followed me like 15 times now just to try and get a follow back. It's just weird. And it's starting to really wind me up. And there's about four accounts that just keep doing it and i just don't see why people are so like so precious about having followers who have no interest because i can't remember what this some of these accounts even are they're not related in any way not titans fans or anything like that just really winds me up is it just me you're looking at me funny like you've never no i i i know what you mean i don't think i don't think it's something i particularly pay that much attention to The, the other the other thing i've I've noticed and there's definitely one or two Titans fan accounts that have, have done this and one or two people, which I'm not going to name at this point. Um, <laughs> cool. But the, the, the Twitter accounts like that, that will follow 10,000 people and get eight, you know, 15,000 people and get 12,000 follows back that then go and unfollow everybody. Really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not they've been followed back. So they've suddenly got all these, all these followers, you know, it's weird. There aren't there more important things in life? Well, I know. I just find it really weird, and especially when the, the same same name pops up every couple of weeks. Like trying, they're trying to make it. It's almost like they're just prodding me. Follow me now. Come on, follow me. It's just weird. Maybe maybe you didn't notice the first time. So if you could yeah, try so it again, fifteen it might, might times later, I'm still not noticing. It's like just take the picture. But it's weird. I just don't understand it, and it's always been a weird one. And it's always um, yeah, it's always accounts that. They they're always random as well. Like they're always they're never like 
I say random, like they might be sports fans or something, but they're not like Titans fans. It's not like a Titans fan page where they're just trying to get a follow. It's just it's just really odd and random. And it's starting to wind me out now because I seem to get it with four accounts recently. Are they bot, bots or are they actual, are they probably no, they're actual actually, people? No, they're actual people. No, they're actual people. They're not bots. Hmm. That's strange. There are, there are loads of bots on, on Twitter. As well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll. Well, <laughs> not sure how to follow that. I'll tell you how I'll follow that. Crisps. Oh, we, did, we did bring crisps, crisps again up the other day. I yeah. Know, back to it. I was gutted to miss it. Well, just occasionally, you'll stumble across a real bargain. And I was in the post office a week ago, and they had multi Walkers multi packs. Which, by the way, not only a multi pack bags of crisps smaller than normal bags of crisps, which I think we've covered before. So rather than 35 grams or something, they're 25 grams. Um, but multi-pack walkers are now five in a bag rather than six, I've noticed. Just as another way of shortchanging you. Did not know that. Um, but the, anyway, the, I let this slide because in the post office, which actually is a news agents, it's Martins or McColls or one of them. Oh, yeah. um, it's got the post office inside. But by the counter... They had um, the Walkers, like limited edition, um, far like restaurant food flavors. So at the moment they've got, they've got the Nando's Piri Piri chicken flavor. They've got, um, I think, chi- like a Mexican chili con carne. I've forgotten which restaurant, um, and Pizza Express American hot. Okay. Um, but they had the multi bags of five bags for. They were just about to go out of date. 32p for five little bags of crisps but i'm having as many of these as i can carry yeah um so i'm be literally so jealous right now <laughs> we will be um but i'm going to give you a bit of feedback so they've got these flavors now most crisp flavors feedback i don't work there feedback <laughs> not well not you not just you but yeah, you and the three or four people that are listening at this point. So, Delicious. salt and vinegar crisps. You know, I get that they don't taste literally like salt and vinegar. A prawn cocktail doesn't taste like Mary Rose sauce and seafood. I get that. Um, but you think American hot pizza might taste a bit like an American hot? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I would have thought that Nando's peri peri chicken. You think that'd be like because it's salt based. You think that'd be relatively. Yeah. Yeah. You think you could replicate, and it's it's a blend of spices, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and it's quite distinctive, like the Nando sauce that you get. And one of my favourite things. Lovely. Um, they're just they're they're, they're just roast chicken. No Sand roast chicken with maybe a bit a hint of spice. That's just all they are. Bit, just made it look a bit darker, just so they looked a little bit more peri peri. Ironically, the American hot pizza gets closer to the actual product than the really? Nando. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought it. But the American hot is basically just, pe- basically just pepperoni, though, right? And and um, ch- little chili peppers, not jalapenos. Like they're, they're, I don't know what they are, like green chili peppers. But yeah, they're, they're, the pizza ones are better than the Nando's ones. So moral of this entire podcast is don't buy any peri-peri Walker's crisps. Yeah, go for... Go for the American hot. American hot. 
Uh, only if I, I wouldn't bother unless they're thirty-two p five packets. That's good consumer advice. <laughs> Which, <we're here> for. <laughs> Which is exactly what we're here for. This is what non-ties right was born for. Yes, yes. Consumer <laughs> advice and just angry rambling. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, ho- hopefully this podcast will have a, a point in that there's an actual game, but you know we've given you we've given it twenty four hours, and so uh, if the game if the game does get moved, we could just just basically re-release this in weeks, whatever <laughs> whatever it ends up being on. Yeah, maybe no one will notice. Um, no one will notice. <laughs> no one have a clue. But like, well, they're still talking about COVID. That was like seven weeks ago. Well, I did I did wonder the fact. I mean, I I thought that. Uh, Mark's little chat might not get used. Um, and I said, well, d- maybe in a few weeks, do you mind coming coming back and recording? Um, it's the same for poor old Freddie with the Steelers. Yeah, unfortunately. So, do you think that when we play them in week seven or week eight, that we could just slot it in and pretend it was recorded you know, yeah, at, I think at the time? It might be tricky. We were talking about two 3-0 and teams, but I think we can get away with it. <laughs> just just a bit of... <laughs> a bit of no, no one truly listens anyway, so it's fine. It's just background noise. <laughs> yeah, back background noise. That's what we are. Back, background noise and consumer advice. <laughs> and there's the name of your podcast. <laughs> Done. Done. Right. Yeah, we'll be. We might be back later in the week to preview. Is it a Texans game? I think I've lost track yeah, of the things. I'm not even sure what week is now. Yeah, Texans next. I think. Um, and hopefully we'll have a an actual finished game to talk about as well you never know maybe even a titans victory um but yeah in the meantime thanks for listening and we'll be back soon tighten up tighten up